Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Today, I'm joined by Damiana Odisho, who, if you don't know her, she is actually a part of my team here for the Healthy Christian Project and also has done a bunch of other things in her life, which I will totally let her explain um, because I'm not the expert. She's the expert here. But topic today I mean, rough draft of our topic is uncertainty and faith. We might go a little bit off topic, but that's okay. So, Damiana, kind of walk me through what what uncertainty um, in your life has looked like over the past couple months. I know there's been a lot going on. Yes. Um, hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. Um, so I'm just going to take it back kind of to the beginning of this year. Um, I was living in Toronto. I was working at a cryptocurrency exchange um, in their capital markets. I decided to pursue a to go back to school and pursue a master's in counseling psychology. Um, it was going to be a seminary in California, and I was supposed to start in March. Um, as things kind of moved along, there were a lot of obstacles that came up along the way. A lot of doors were closing. Um, finances was being the biggest one. Um, obviously, going to the school mm-hmm. in the states was very expensive. Uh, the program was three years. I had to just kind of figure out a whole new life there. Anyways, um, kind of like February came around, end of February came around, and um, I just felt God kind of telling me to put it on pause. So it was very hard because I'm super stubborn. I'm a very, mm-hmm. very stubborn girl. Um, I like to think that everything needs to go. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Everything needs to go. Um, well, I, I want to. <laughs> you said you're stubborn. That's kind of funny, but I am stubborn. How did you know that it was God putting it on pause? Yes, um, because it just felt like I was dealing with problem after problem after problem. Um, a problem would come up, I would find like a temporary solution. Another problem would come up, I would find a temporary solution, and it just it felt like I was in this loop where I was just like constantly fighting these mini battles that were coming my way so like at one point you have Mm -hmm. to kind of look at it from a realistic point of view and be like okay this is obviously not the best option to move forward with right now so that's just kind of how i knew i was just constantly fighting battles Um, and you felt like do you feel like you know your stubbornness was the reason you were keeping these doors open or do you think I don't know, was God opening the doors and then closing them? Or were you opening the doors and then God was closing them? Good question. Um, it's My answer is kind of biased because now I'm near the end of the year and I can look back and I can understand why God was closing those doors. So it almost seemed like I was forcing to keep them open. And then I would find I would be like super happy for like three days because I found a solution. But then like I would completely go to hit rock bottom again because I have another problem to deal with. So it almost didn't feel like mini battles. They just felt like constant failure is like week after week after week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened after that? Um, so are you in counseling now or what's going on? No, I am not. Um, I actually rejected that offer um, because three years in school in California for counseling psychology, I would only be limited to practicing in in California. Um, it was three years. I kind of took it into perspective. Um, so I actually started studying for my GMAT. Um, and I am 
kind of, I kind of shifted mm-hmm. paths and now I'm pursuing an MBA, which is something that I can kind of take with me anywhere in the world. Um, I wouldn't be limited to staying in a certain state or country. Um, and actually I'm going to be concentrating in international business so that the doors for the Europe kind of side of life, um, kind of open up for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the past year alone, you've went from kind of, you know, pursuing clinical counseling and maybe getting that degree to not doing that and then figuring out you want to do something else and then going into your MBA. Now you're accepted into your MBA and that's been a whole uh, story in and of itself. But has this been like this changing from one path to another? Has this been something that's more recent or has been happening a little bit longer? Um, I think I've always been this type where I like, I'm into something and then I'm very quick to just like drop it and move on to something completely new. Um, when I kind of looked at the bigger picture in terms of the two degrees, yeah, (laughs) it's a very terrible habit. Um, there's no stability Mm -hmm. and you're very like basing everything on your emotions. Right. Um, but honestly, like looking back, I'm I still have a heart for psychology. I still have a heart for helping people. Um, I'm just gonna come at it from a different perspective, from a business perspective, rather than someone that is actually as a counselor. Um, so I do still plan on doing some sort of mm-hmm. like social work with my degree, where maybe I can just be an owner of a of a practice, you know, and have a bunch of Christian psychologists that help um young females that are struggling with like mental health issues or like a place for people to come where they have uh like kind of nobody they've dealt with abortions and they need some sort of counseling um maybe even prostitution so yeah i i still want to be in the in the fields of helping people i'm just coming at it from a different perspective and this perspective is going to kind of serve me better in the future can I backtrack a little bit? Of course. Um, we, you talked about how you kind of let emotions sometimes make your decisions. And I completely understand. Um, I myself have switched majors several times going from, you know, university acting, like a bachelor's of fine arts and acting to then biomedical sciences, which mm-hmm. is like a complete 180. And then to philosophy. And then I'm literally all over the place. So I don't know necessarily. I think emotions were a big part of that. Like I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I didn't really feel like I liked what I was doing. So do you think that it's appropriate to allow our emotions to make all our decisions? Or is there like a a balance that we should, you know, is there something else that should make our decisions for us? Where does God come into the picture? God should always be in the picture. Um, but obviously as humans, we're we're so quick to just like act on our own because we think that we're so wise. Um, And for me, like I've always been super impulsive. (laughs) Um, You can definitely Mm -hmm. see that in my travel habits. I'm actually going to Florida next week. Um, (laughs) But yes, I know. (laughs) Didn't know that. I know. Um, It was booked yesterday. Um, But anyways. It's funny. God should always be involved in the process because like, just kind of back to my story, like that was in March. I ended up staying at home in Niagara. I ended up working at a golf course because I've been a server for the past 10 years on top of my day job. 
Um, I worked at a private golf course in Niagara. I feel like God even used me there in terms of just evangelizing and kind of telling very, very, very rich people that they need Jesus too. Um, and that's not very something easy to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and then I was not. supposed well, to, yeah. you know, what does Jesus say? You can either serve money or you can serve God. You can't have two masters. Exactly. So that's immediately it's con- like, they're exactly. like, I want to serve money. Exactly. And, and they, I feel like they've built their kingdom here because they're so rich and they did it on their own. So it's very hard for like rich people that don't believe in God to come to terms and believe in God, because that means surrendering and they like to be on top and be the bosses. Right. Um, it kind of comes with the territory of mm-hmm. wealth. Um, yeah. So well, I was, go ahead. Even in, I don't know. I think, I think it's Proverbs where Solomon says that wealth is, it's like a, what do you call it? A refuge, but it's mm-hmm. not a good refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. money is a shelter, but it's not mm-hmm. a good shelter. It doesn't mm-hmm. last. You can easily lose all your money in a day. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of what it reminded me of. For sure. For sure. Um, and that's why it's always wise to like make your money in a wise way, because then if it's made in vain, then it's just taken away like this. God doesn't bless you for things that That's like don't true. benefit you. Also, sorry, there That's might true. be a leg, so I'm just I'm putting that out. Yeah, it's okay. 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 This happens okay. all the time. Okay, cool. So yeah, okay. After you you know, you've been working as a server, you've been working at the golf course. Keep going with that story. Yeah. Um, so then I had plans to move, um, and start my MBA in October. Um, and honestly, like Ely knows, like in September, I was having a breakdown after breakdown after mental breakdown. Like, I don't think I've ever cried so much and I don't cry. I'm not the type to cry. Um, like if you make me cry or if I cry, like, you know, that's serious. Um, but Things just coming up and like, it almost felt like God was forcing me to close the doors over and over and over and over again. Um, and I kind of was in the same position as I was in March. And so what I did was I literally just pushed my start date to Dece- uh, to January and then I prayed about it. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Next thing I know, the finances were taken care of. Next thing I know, I found housing. Um, I'm actually going to be living with eight to 10 other Christian women um, in this house that is associated with this nonprofit organization in Huntington Beach that does gospel outreach and missionary work in third world countries. And mm-hmm. like, wow, exactly, exactly. And all God was telling me to do was wait, because looking back in the last year, if I he had let me gone in in March or even in October, there were some things that I hadn't seen at that point that would have completely shifted my path when I was there. But God really, really had to reveal Mm -hmm. certain things to me about the circumstances of my life and things within me and the people that I have in my life for me to now go and start, I don't know, like on the right path. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like God has heard me. I feel understood. I feel like, like, I don't know, like, God is 100% real. 100%. Not that I didn't believe yeah. it before, but you know, it's in these moments that he <laughs> reveals himself. 
Of course. And I think what we keep coming back to here is, and this happened with me before, when we try to, you know, write out our own plan and write out our own story, there's these obstacles that keep coming up. It feels like doors keep closing and no matter what you do, there's something in the way. Um, But then when you really pray and you just, you're like, okay, God, submitting this into your hands, you take care of this, then things work out. And I think there's that that constant struggle um, in in Proverbs. It's the the plans of the heart belong to man, but the Lord establishes a step. We can plan all we want. We can try this and do this and do this and do that and and plan out everything in our future to a T, but it's God that will establish Mm -hmm. our steps. So Either we're going to be in this fight where we're trying to take the author's pen and write out our own story, or God is going to write out our own story and we're just going to trust him. So for sure, I don't know. I've I've felt that myself. I'm sure you've been feeling that over the past couple of months. Um, 100%. Like the type of personality that I have is I'm ambitious. I like to get things done. I'm efficient. I don't like to sit back. If I have a goal, I need to be taking steps. Like that's just who I am as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love to be in control. So for me to surrender control and just like accept the fact that God is sovereign. He is so sovereign. So like just kind of looping this back into uncertainty, like I really had like these heartbreaks that I've been having, especially in October or September, October, like these heartbreaks were necessary for me to get on my knees you know, to get on my knees mm-hmm. and to really truly surrender and see myself for what I am worthless without Christ. Nothing that I plan will ever go my way if I'm just asking God to give me a signature at the end of my contract. That is not how it works. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah, it's uh, true. But I want to tie this back into, to, you know, health, because a lot of people... Mm-hmm are mm-hmm. uncertain when it comes to their own future, when it comes mm-hmm. to their health, when it comes to a lot of these things. And mm-hmm. they don't like, maybe you can plan to do a diet. Maybe you can plan to exercise and you can plan all this stuff out. But at the end of the day, if you're not, you know, surrendering your health to God, all your planning will be in vain. Mm-hmm. Psalm says, unless the Lord watches over the house, then the watchman watch it in vain. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's honestly true. If we're not surrendering daily our plans, our actions to the Lord and letting him be the one who actually like, this is what's going to happen, then it's all in vain. Uh, We can be working and working and working and nothing, nothing good will come out of it. That's at least what I found in my own life. Yeah, for sure. Like anything that takes priority over God, whether it is a person, right? We tend to idolize people in our lives, whether it is uh, like our mental health, whether it is making money, whether it is like going to the gym and making sure we look good, anything that takes priority over God, like as a believer, I believe will never succeed in getting you to your goals because God's not first. It is so Mm -hmm. essential to put him first and include him in everything that you're pursuing and doing in your day-to-day life, especially your health, because like there's fast food, there's tap water, there's like easy snacks there's like lack of motivation laziness tv like there's so many things being thrown at us in terms of our health that's telling us to like not invest you know so you need the strength from Mm -hmm. god to be able to just like focus on what's important number one god number two 
your faith, your health, your family members. I mean, the, the one, anything after God, I don't know where it takes priority on your list. Uh, we kind of all have different values. Um, but it's just like, it's essential to have God included in every single step because he knows what's happening. He knows everything, you know, mm-hmm. he just needs to hear you, his child come to him and request things. He, he doesn't want to withhold your blessings. He wants so to give them a to question. you. Yeah. That's true. What if your goals in life, and I'm not just talking about you, but like anyone listening, my own goals, whatever they are, are different than the goals that, or than what God has in store for me. Like, for example, what if I want to, I, I don't know, become a, become a pro swimmer or something like that, but God wants me to do something completely different in my life. Hmm. What should I do? Should I follow my goals and ambitions and dreams or should I just, all right, God, you take the wheel. Even if I have to give up what I want to achieve. I just think of it this way. Like, because God knows the beginning from the end, he's so sovereign, he's in control. The reason he's getting you to not pursue that goal is because he can see the full picture and see maybe something negative that can happen to you or to your family or to your life. So I always like to think that for me to accept that God might not want this for me as a goal, even though I really, 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 really want it. I just have to accept and meditate on the fact that God is never going to make me do something or like kind of change my thought because he has my best interests at heart. So just kind of keeping in mind that like he wants the best for me. So whatever that best is, he knows a full picture. I don't. So just trusting that like, yes, I may give this, I may have to give this up, but like, I can trust that the Lord is doing it for a reason. Does that make sense? Is that a well, good answer? That, another question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But now I want to turn it to the flip side. Um, what if what God is calling you to do is exactly what you don't want to do? Um, for mm-hmm. example, Jonah mm-hmm. going to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And he he was certain of God's calling and what mm-hmm. God was telling him to do. But mm-hmm. in fact, he ran away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure a lot of us feel the same way. Like, God is calling us to use whatever he, gift he has given us, some talent, some gift, to do something that we either aren't comfortable doing or don't feel like we should be doing or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, what do we do in that case? Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up Jonah because Nineveh is actually where I'm from. Those are my people that did, were stubborn and didn't want to turn to God. Yes. Um, but if you look at the full picture, <laughs> wow, that's kind of uh, fitting, eh? Um, if you look at the full picture. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. This is, uh, you you, 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 say, you say whatever you want. Um, looking at the full picture, Jonah still ended up there, you know? So why don't mm-hmm. we skip that part? where we are just trying to fight what God's will is for our lives, you know, because at the end of the day, his will is always going to be sovereign. It's always going to happen. So why put yourself through that like period of your life where you're just like trying to run away from it. And obviously like there's always going to be heartbreaks and heartaches and pain and struggles throughout that, you know? So I don't know, for me, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of, we should be looking at these examples. I should be looking at examples in my life where time and time over again, like there's so many things that I didn't think that God wanted me to do, like move back home. I did not want to move back home. 
I did not. I really did not. And like, I'm still here. Literally, I, I was supposed to move in March and now it's November. I'm not moving until end of December, you know? But now that I look back, after you live alone for seven, eight years, right? It's so easy to just like, I'm kind of selfish in a way where I just take care of myself. But I moved back with my family. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm the oldest of six. There's four dogs, one cat, 15 chickens. It's sold out all the time, you know? <laughs> it's literally hectic. Um, That's funny. But I look back and I'm just like, there were so many things that I learned in the last year that is going to be beneficial for beneficial for me as a roommate, as a friend, as a mother, as a wife, you know, as someone like leading and being kind of in these conversations where I'm giving my um, testimony of my experiences in the last year. So like, yes, it sucks, but these are things that are going to benefit me in my future. So it's just kind of just trusting that god that, knows what's best for you that comes back to well exactly that comes back to how god does make everything work together for our good including our suffering including yes. even the consequences of our sins including all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he even arranges suffering in our lives to build mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. now coming back to you know uncertainty as a business owner, this has been something that I've struggled with for the past year is sometimes I don't know where my next dollar is going to come from, where mm-hmm. my next you know customer is going to come from. And I'm just like, how I got so many bills to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in debt. I don't know what I'm going to do. And yet, you know, I don't know. How, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you felt anything like that. I don't know. Are there any specific Bible verses or something like that, that really, you know, give you faith and hope in moments of uncertainty? Well, I'm glad you brought up the Bible verses because I have my Bible right here. Um, Look at that. Yes. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, um, verse 31. So don't worry about these things. Okay, actually, sorry, I'll just go back to 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store foods in barn, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Mm. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Like, Mm -hmm. he has a whole world in his hands. He takes care of making sure the moon and the sun and the oceans and all the creatures in the sea that we have no idea about, all the birds in the sky, all the planets, the galaxy, the universe, you know? And then here I am, a small little peck, Yet he values me more than any of those things. And I'm supposed to worry about my next dollar. Like 100% I've been in the same exact boat 
I worry about my finances all the time. I probably got some work to do with that, to be honest, in terms of, you know, but like God has it all under control. And I think there was another verse I wanted to share, actually. Um, and it was saying Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So Mm -hmm. these issues that we have, whether it's finances or uncertainty about health or uncertainty about school and moving, your love life, your your friendships those i believe are great opportunities and the bible says it too those are great opportunities for characteristics to build for endurance for just showing and really proving your faith you know because you need to be on your knees begging god you know just asking him needing him because he can give it to you like this he just needs to see that you're faithful and Amen. And that's, I like the word that you used, opportunities, Mm -hmm. because really they are opportunities. God is giving, it's a blessing. Uncertainty is a blessing because God is giving you an opportunity to come and trust in him Mm -hmm. and trusting that he provides for all your needs, that you are not self-sufficient, that he is your provider, that he will, you know, he's there for you. And another thing while you were reading those verses, what Jesus said it reminded me, you know, uncertainty does not have to be coupled with worry. Mm-hmm. Worry cannot add a single moment mm-hmm. to your life. In fact, anxiety and 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 stress takes away from your life. But uncertainty can be coupled with peace, which is a really weird thing to think about. But it says in Isaiah, you keep him in perfect peace whose eyes are set on you because he trusts in you. Mm-hmm. In other words... When you look and keep your eyes set on God, set on Jesus, you have perfect peace. Philippians Mm -hmm. describes it as peace that surpasses all understanding. And so last example for me is, you know, looking at Simon Peter um, when Jesus was walking on the water. And Simon Peter comes out and he's like, Lord, let me walk on the water too. And then he's like, come. And so he hops on the water and he is walking, but he's only walking when he keeps his eyes set on Jesus, Mm -hmm. as soon as he starts looking at, you know, the distractions and the wind and the waves, and then he becomes uncertain of his own abilities, that's when he starts failing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our uncertainty is us allowing ourselves to get distracted and to get selfish and to focus on our own abilities and our own future and our own me, 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 when really when we take the focus off ourselves and just keep our eyes focused on God, we have this perfect peace. We have this unwavering confidence. We have this faith and hope and and use those opportunities to build character that really, truly will help us to grow for the better. So they are opportunities. I like what you said there. And just to reference back to like Peter and Jesus on the Lord Jesus on um, the the water, like, is life not a storm? 
are we not like constantly up and down, mm-hmm. up and down, things being thrown at us, you know? But the Lord was right in front of him. He just had to keep his eyes on him and walk towards him. Um, and I think that in this life, there are so many things that are being thrown at us where like, honestly, like I will say these past few months have been so tough, like mentally. And it was so easy. I found myself like almost like slipping to like toxic habits because I was stressed and I got in this place of like being insecure and worried and like not feeling like myself, not feeling confident, you know, but really one thing that this kind of experience that really revealed is that my confidence needs to stem from the Lord because when it stems from myself and my Mm -hmm. own abilities, then it's like this, it's gone. You know, I tried so hard for this whole year for plans to go according to me, to what I planned, you know, but it would fail, 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 fail. You know, it wasn't until I truly surrendered to Christ the whole situation was realistic with myself, exposed a lot of things about myself that I need to work on and that I need to get counsel and accountability for. Um, But these are all good things that wouldn't have come out if I had just gone to March, you know? So it's just keeping your eyes on the Lord. I honestly, like, he will never fail you. He'll always be there for you. Even when you fail, like, it feels shocking to know that the Lord is just always there with open arms, even when he, when you stray, even when you fail, even when you don't trust him like you're supposed to. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, there's, there's always going to be something that we're not certain of. And honestly, I think besides fear of, of death, I think fear of uncertainty is one of those things that most of the world is scared of. What I don't know what the top five list is, but I'm pretty sure it's in there. There's like fear of death, fear of uncertainty, fear of you know disease, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a it's scary. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. But you know, as Christians, we're not focused on our own abilities and our own like we have this unwavering hope Mm -hmm. death is not a fear to us Mm -hmm. because we know that death is 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 being with jesus 100 percent. uncertainty is not a fear to us because we know that god is taking care of us just like we're children you know in the hands of our of our father in the hands of you know like a a baby in the hands of her mother is that's kind of like what we are in god's hands Famine is not uh, is not like none of these things that the world is scared of should be affecting us as Christians. God, uh, what does Jesus say? It says he says, "Do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. Be afraid of the one who is able to kill the body and also throw the soul into hell. Fear God. Have that reverence towards God, not towards uncertainty, not towards death, not towards all that stuff." Yeah, because when sure. you're when you're fearing anything else above God, strangely enough, that thing becomes an idol. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's not like we're not going to do I'm not going to deal with uncertainty for the rest of my life. This is not like a one off situation. Of course not. There's going to be so much it would be more. Pretty cool. <laughs> I know. No, no. But like, I mean, I feel like it's going to still be 
uncertainty in like other aspects, you know, maybe it's not my career or moving, but in my family or my relationships, you know, so why not just learn from your experiences so that you're better equipped the next time it comes around? Like, I'm eventually going to go on to be a wife one day, Lord willing. I'm eventually going to be a mom one day, Lord willing. Like, I'm going to eventually be a shepherd in the in the church one day, you know? So it's so important that we learn from what we go through because then it's something that could become my ministry in my family, in my church, right? And then imagine when you stand out in the world and coworkers that may not be believers see that you're in this complete hole but you have like this weird joy and peace about you. Like, and, and you say that that comes from Christ because you know that he has your whole life in his hand. Like that's such a good testimony to people around us to show them that at the end of the day, this world does not matter. This world is not my home. I have an end destination. And like, I look forward to the day that the Lord takes me home with him. I really do. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a matter of, not just saying you're Christian, just labeling yourself as Christian is not enough at this point, at this point in day, in this life, you know, because like, it's almost become a mockery. Oh, you're Christian. Like, but it really takes the true believer to work on themselves with the help of Christ so that Christ lives in them. This joy and this hope is what they carry into the world when they go and people can see that you're a light and you're different. And that's what makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a verse, maybe to close us off. This has been a verse that has got me through some of my biggest anxieties, my biggest worries, my biggest uncertainties. And I I, I, uh, mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Philippians 4, I can't remember specifically what number. I think verses 8 and 9, but I might be wrong. 6 to 7. Everyone knows them. Um do not be anxious about anything, mm-hmm. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's an important one. Let your requests be made known to God and the mm-hmm. peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, mm-hmm. will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone who's struggled with OCD, struggled with anxiety, struggled with depression, struggled with all of those things that you can struggle with, not everything, but many of the things that you struggle with, understanding that. God's peace doesn't make sense, but he is faithful to give it to you when you trust in him and when you rely on him is one of the weirdest feelings I've ever Mm -hmm. felt. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you're in the storm and yet you keep your eyes on Jesus, it's weird how peaceful you feel. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that can encourage anyone, it's present your request to God Mm -hmm. and be thankful about Mm -hmm. the situation Mm -hmm. that you're in. Prayer is such an essential part to this whole process, honestly, because like I had to speak to God. I had to communicate with him and tell him like, what is this I'm in? Like, what, what am I being put through right now? Like my whole life took a complete shift. You know, there's a lot of things besides just this whole like move and those failures that happened in the last few months. I feel like I was hit from all aspects of my life, you know? But prayer is so important because, like, to me, I it made me feel like I can get it off my shoulders. I gave it to the one that that knows me. I gave Mm -hmm. it to the one, you know. So, like, prayer, you pray, you submit it to him, and then you get this, like, relief, this mental relief that it's no longer on your shoulders that you've committed it to God. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
prayer has helped me a lot. You know, in the history of of literature, of fiction, of of books, there has never been a situation where the mm-hmm. character can talk to the author and mm-hmm. just make sure that everything is going to work out. Mm-hmm. But we have that. We mm-hmm. have that incredible ability to talk to the author as the characters mm-hmm. and make sure everything works out. We're not the author of our own story. God's the author. So let's put down the pen and let him work out everything for our good. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, for those listening, thank you for joining us. And hey, uh, if you're this far in the podcast, you're pretty cool. Thanks for listening. And if you're interested in, you know, finally figuring out your fitness journey and surrendering your health to God and, and putting God at the center of your health and fitness journey, then literally click the little button in the description below. It'll take you to our application page. You can hop on a call with either me or or Damiana here and and we'll get you started. We'll see how we can help. So yeah, if you're here, let's do that. And for the rest of us, catch us next time on another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Bye guys. Bye guys.